Welcome back to the Naturally Syndicate Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Any long-term listener of this show, show knows, though, I talk about whatever I want to talk about. Um, and I have a lot of different interests uh, beyond business, including culture and education and and uh, the list goes on. And so no, no long-term listeners are ever surprised when I do a program that deals with education like we're going to focus on today. And, in fact, we have a lot of great uh, specialists in that field that we have on as recurring guests. Um, Dr. Ian Anderson, he's join, joining us. He's with Northeastern State University out of Oklahoma. And he is a history professor there, as well as the fact that I believe you are the one who have developed one of the key players in the development of American studies there, and the head of that program, if I correct. And aren't you an interim, what is your, you have an interim position as well. Talk about that. That's, and welcome. that's right, Kevin. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate the invitation to be on your show. Uh, yes, I, was a, I am a history professor at Northeastern State University. I uh, directed the graduate program in American Studies for uh, the last five years until just about a month ago, and I'm currently the interim assistant vice president of academic affairs at NSU. Yes, so we're glad to have you, delighted. I know you've played a key interest. Your name came up when talking to the uh, media department that, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Dr. Dr. Anderson's our man for that. And so that came up very early. And so glad you're able to do it. So first of all, kind of give us a, a panoramic overview of the university itself before we dig a little deeper in uh, this discipline that I'm a huge fan of, very interested in, and I think the uh, listeners are going to learn more. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So, you know, Northeastern State University is a regional university in the state of Oklahoma, uh, one of uh, one of several, and uh, we specifically serve um, that northeastern region uh, along with the broader state. Uh, we have three campuses. Uh, in Tahlequah, that's our main campus, but also in Broken Arrow, which is a suburb of Tulsa, and in Muskogee. And, uh, you know, we are a university with uh, historic ties to Cherokee Nation. Uh, we were actually founded as the Cherokee National Female Seminary just a few years after removal, after the Trail of Tears. And uh, it was a native institution for many years until statehood when it became a normal school and then a teacher's college and then a university. But uh, I really want to you know, add that uh, those ties are not just historic and not just to Cherokee Nation. Uh, currently, uh, about a third of our student population uh, identifies indigenous. And while Cherokee Nation is uh, the, the biggest uh, uh, tribe represented on campus, uh, we have over 30 uh, federally recognized tribes uh, who send, uh, whose students attend. So very diverse institution, uh, one very uh, aware of its historic roots, but one that's very much looking forward uh, to what we can offer students to be successful in today's world. Yeah, I like that. Very good. So talk a little bit about American Studies. I think most people now have heard of it. It's not new. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was at the time a pioneering approach to uh, in a, in a, an interdisciplinary approach to looking at things. Uh, yeah. Heavy emphasis generally in the history space, but truly multidisciplinary in a lot of different areas, uh, depending on yeah. the needs of the student. Talk, talk about that. Absolutely. So, yeah, that word interdisciplinary is key. Um, American studies offered this uh, study of the American experience in American culture from many disciplinary perspectives. 
So let's say, for example, that you're interested in the Great Depression. Uh, maybe um, you're in business, as I know a lot of your listeners are, and uh, you, you're thinking about how do I deal with the potential of a recession or depression ahead? So you might want to look back in the past. You might want to look back in history to look at, say, the Great Depression of the 1930s. You know, what were the causes of that? What impact did that have on society? Uh, but if you want a, a more nuanced and broader understanding, you probably want to put that in the context of economics, right? And look at how, you know, everyone from Keynesian theorists to monetarist theorists have uh, sought to explain the depression and its impacts. Uh, you might want to um, consider how it's affected um, the way that people think about themselves and, and, and uh, American democracy and capitalism in general. You might want to look at its literature, uh, its art. Um, you might want to interview people who lived through the time, collect their oral histories. Uh, maybe yeah. you're interested in how it affected different groups, such as uh, indigenous people. What did the impact of the depression have on them? So you might want to collect their stories. So that's the great promise of American studies. It offers this nuanced interdisciplinary approach to studying the American experience. Yes, and I think that's one of, you know, I, I'm a, very interested in big history, which is kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, an inter interdisciplinary on steroids in a way. I think what happens is that it's my undergraduate work was, in, my, actually my undergraduate and graduate work was in history. Uh, I think what happens is that we, we you develop, if you only have one uh, discipline, particularly when it comes to history, you tend to put mm -hmm. blinders on. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, your discipline, you're, you're driven by your specific field of history uh, as you go in. And, fr frank, frankly, the higher the degree, the more inclined you are to do that. And so that's mm -hmm. one of the beauties of interdisciplinary is that you're going to get more objectivity and more perspective than what you can get from pure history, I believe. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right about that. And, you know, at the master's degree level, it gives you that opportunity to uh, keep your options open, to keep this sort of broad view. And if you choose to go on to further graduate study and, uh, and, and uh, sort of become more narrow, that's, that's fine. You know, for some fields, that's appropriate. But you have this, this broader foundation. And if you look to go straight into career, as many of our um, graduates do, uh, then you have a lot of different opportunities because, you know, you have this broadly analytical approach that, you know, that, that sort of opens up so many possibilities to you. Yeah, no question about it. I think it's fascinating. And uh, one of the things I noticed about the school, when I was looking at some of the numbers, is that it's very heavily focused in the undergraduate space. You can tell that just by the numbers, right? But uh, to me, that's, that makes a huge advantage to many students who are there for graduate student, for graduate purposes in terms of the amount of interaction they're going to directly get from faculty that's often harder to get uh, at the larger schools. Yeah, and you also have a huge number of different courses uh, that I thought was uh, significant for a school that I would say is kind of mid-sized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, NSU does a great job institutionally uh, of seeking to address the, uh, the needs of its students uh, for academic preparation and also for connecting to the workplace. Uh, in American studies in particular, uh, we're really fortunate that we have many affiliated departments within, uh, particularly within the College of Liberal Arts, uh, so we can offer courses uh, that are, that, that, that are um, 
uh, taught by history faculty, uh, by political scientists, by criminal justice professors, uh, from English, sociology, media studies, geography, and of course, American Indian studies. So, you know, the way that the degree is structured, uh, the thing that really sets it apart, I think, is its flexibility. Okay, uh, so you can specialize in, you know, history or political science or uh, Native American studies. Uh, or if you're interested in a thematic approach, you can sort of pick from each of those areas. So that's one, I think that's one real, real plus to it. The other thing that I think is so great about this program uh, is that it's available entirely online or in a blended format that's online and face-to-face. -face. So students have those options. Uh, we have a lot of students who, who are local, who graduated from NSU, but we also have students uh, in other parts of the country, uh, in Pennsylvania, in Massachusetts, in Texas, uh, to name just some of them. So that flexibility, the ability to um, do a capstone thesis or an internship, um, the uh, ability to be full-time or part-time, uh, I think those are really uh, uh, great uh, advantages of, these, uh, of this program. And I should point out, Kevin, and to your viewers, that there are very few online uh, master's degrees in American studies. So this is a, this is a pretty unique opportunity. Uh, a lot of the, the courses, that are the, some of the few that are out there, are offered by uh, pretty elite um, Ivy League universities. Uh, this is a real niche here, and that makes it so much more affordable. Um, our tuition is uh, it's, it's uh, just a little over $12,000 for the entire uh, uh, graduate degree, including sort of tuition and fees. Now, that's a lot of money. That's also an investment in the future, uh, and that's very affordable compared to other options, both very in our affordable. Yeah, it's very affordable. And, and interestingly, if I understand correctly, the tuition is the same in the online program, whether you be in-state or out-of-state. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. Yep, that is absolutely right. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, that's that alone makes it very unique, and uh, I think it's phenomenal. I, I, I uh, again was was nothing but impressed. So I look at the classes, and I see you have two required uh, for all of them uh, that you must take. That I'm sure are probably the only two traditional classes when I look at at the uh, descriptions, and then the rest is really uniquely designed between the professors and the students. Talk about that. At least that was my interpretation of it. Sure. Yeah, I can certainly talk about the structure of the degree. It's 36 credit hours, and there are these two core courses that everyone takes. Uh, theory and practice in American studies uh, really offers uh, an introduction to how uh, American studies uh, scholars have, have conceived of that discipline, which has really changed over time. Uh, and then um, American Studies and Perspectives seeks to model uh, the interdisciplinary, interdisciplinary approach uh, to, to the subject matter. So everyone takes those, but they are, they are both available online. Okay. Uh, after that, students take between 24 and 27 credit hours. And as I was suggesting earlier, they can choose to focus in either history, political science, or cultural studies, or they can spread their credit hours over those fields, so long as they take at least one course in each of those areas. So, for example, uh, we might have someone who comes in who says, hey, I really want to um, go and teach at the community college level, you know, for which you need 18 credits in a particular uh, subject. So they might focus in, in say, history or poli-sci, uh, and then fill out those other credits for their interests. But if you have someone who's saying, look, my aspiration is to teach in, um, uh, to work for one of the tribes, okay, uh, in one of their sort of public-facing institutions. I want to sort of study uh, Native, American, uh, Native American life sort of in a thematic way. 
well, they might take a course in, say, politics in the American Indian or a course in um, uh, history of Native Americans or a course in, let's say, uh, uh, Cherokee culture. Uh, those are all in different areas, but they have this theme that, that binds them together so that when they go into the workplace, okay, they can offer this sort of breadth of experience. Yeah, I like that a lot. So talk about what those courses beyond the core courses look like. Are they between the, uh, are they several, several students in each class, or are they just highly unique, you, where it's really an individual working with a professor? Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, they, they don't tend to be one-on-one um, uh, -on -one, uh, or one-on-two, or, or one something like that. Um, oftentimes, those students are studying with advanced undergraduate students at the same time, but they're completing extra requirements that make them uh, sufficiently rigorous for graduate study. So I think both the advanced undergraduate and the graduate students benefit from that. Uh, those graduate students actually often sort of lift the tone in our classes and the expectations of those undergraduates, and that's great too. But then they will work on these extra uh, research papers and projects uh, where they're working much more closely one-on-one -on -one in that particular project uh, with the professor. Uh, and of course, you know, that reaches a culmination uh, if they do a thesis or an internship. You know, for a thesis, uh, they'll be doing an extended work of uh, scholarship, of research and writing, uh, that they will work with typically one faculty member who's their major advisor, uh, plus a couple of one to two other faculty members who come in on their committee. Uh, so that relationship, I think, is unique. That's where they get the advantage of all the expertise of that faculty member at the master's degree level. Uh, and so I think that's a real plus, and I think that's maybe what you're alluding to there. Even in the internship, you have this opportunity to work with a, uh, an on-site supervisor, but you're also working with a faculty member who's overseeing that internship. So again, you have that close relationship, which is something that, uh, and again, I just want to go back to that point that you made earlier. That's something that a mid-sized school like Northern State University really excels in, those relationships. Well, absolutely, yeah. I, my kids went to huge universities, and I don't know how they navigated it. Many of them never met a professor. <laughs> they had only graduate assistants until, you know, their junior and senior years. And even in junior year, it's sparingly. Uh, you know, I went to Abilene Christian University, which is very similar demographic uh, to, to where, uh, you know, to your school. And I'd say it was a game changer just in the undergraduate. Every one of my faculty members were uh, professors. You know, they were most of them had terminal degrees. They weren't getting their degrees. And, uh, and because the classes were smaller, able to have a relationship with them that you really can't have at these big schools that my kids wanted to go to that, uh, you know, may seem more prestigious, but I'm telling you, at the end, quality of education is, the, is why you go to school. And uh, schools your size have just that amount of diversity of courses, a variety of courses, and uh, yes, small size in terms of classes, I think is a game changer. Right, right. Yeah, I think you're right. So. All right, Dr. Ian Anderson, love having you on the program. I want to give you just a moment uh, for final thoughts as well as provide the website for people to get more information. All right. Uh, so they can reach us at www.nsuok.edu, and you can search for the Graduate Program in American Studies or any other subject that you're interested in. Kevin, I want to thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been a real pleasure.
Well, thank you. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.